Hey ladies, today's episode is on toxic friendships and misconceptions about Christianity. Heck yeah, brother. What are some of your experiences with toxic friends? (laughs) I have so much experience with toxic (laughs) friends. I feel like every subject I'm just like, I have so much to talk about. But no, seriously, like ever since I was little. Yeah, I'm serious now. Ever since I was little, I actually had very mean friends like I don't know what it was I think I was just like the kid who would never stick up for herself or like I was just so go with the flow that people took advantage of that yeah and um (laughs) um this one girl that I grew up with (laughs) can't name drop up in here but um (laughs) this my this one girl that I grew up with she was so mean to me like she would make fun of my weight she would make fun of my hair just like everything my outfits she would make fun of me so hardcore and I'm like just so it already broke my self-confidence at a very young age because I was so self-aware of my appearance and all of this stuff way too early and so that was kind of my first experience with toxic friendships and then as I got a little bit older I met some people through school and there was another girl that I met and she was pretty mean to me like growing up and I never really realized it until later on when we stopped being friends and I look back and I'm like dude that was such a toxic friendship like I just felt like I almost had to impress her or do what she wanted otherwise she'd get upset or mm-hmm. just even if I didn't even if I wore something she didn't like, like, she made it very known, and it was, like, I felt like I was trying to be her almost, and kind of conforming to what she was, even though it wasn't what I really liked or what I believed in. It was more just, like, I felt like I had to follow her to be friends with her almost. So, that was kind of, like, my first experiences of very close friendships which is crazy and it sucks because when you are young that's your most impressionable vulnerable state because you're figuring out who you are so when you're in toxic relationships or friendships already at such a young age it kind of sets the tone for your future in a sense right and so then I finally in high school met like good solid friends that truly cared about me and were there for me Um, And then from then on, I feel like now into adulthood, I have great friends because I learned to cut out those toxic relationships early on so that I didn't continue to have them because I knew how horrible they made me feel. So yeah, now I have great friendships though. I feel like I'm pretty similar to you in the sense where like we're both very um, nice so people almost know that we're nice so they can almost walk all over us and we won't say anything and I've had similar friendships like that too especially in elementary school this girl would like basically make our group of friends like split up and literally Jess would come and yell at the girl almost every day because she was so mean and I would cry all the time because Kayla would come home like crying and I'd be like where is she (laughs) go and like yell at this little freaking elementary schooler because I would I just she just knew how to like push everyone's buttons and she would like make these two girls like not be friends yeah I was like what like that's Mm -hmm. not okay and so that kind of was my example of like what a friend was and I was kind of like what but I always had a couple really good friends while I would have that one bad friend Mm -hmm. and I had like a few more experiences and then I had one a couple years ago where it just wasn't good and I like kind of what you said like you had to impress her and just anything you would say you would have to make almost you want to 
impress them and make them feel good about themselves even if you don't feel great about yourself yeah yeah and um that like kind of brought me down to a low point and then one time I like did something for me and the person got really mad at me and I was like wow this is cool and (laughs) ever since like I was like I don't really need this in my life I'm too old to like fight over something like this like this is not how I want my life and um then ever since I think I started learning like what I deserve in friends and what I don't and it almost makes sense to me now you know yeah I feel like we talk about toxic relationships like romantic relationships but toxic friendships are very real too yeah and especially when you get older it shouldn't feel like you're constantly like like friendship should be 50 50 yeah like you don't want to feel like you're constantly putting in extra effort almost to the point where it's like exhausting like obviously friendships take effort any relationship takes effort but when it feels like you're the only one that's trying to like make the friendship continue on or continue going just becomes not even worth it exactly and I think you start realizing if you really think about yourself and what you want in a friendship you start realizing that like is this benefiting me like is this friendship going to bring joy to my life is it going to bring me value if it isn't then why are you keeping those types of people around because that is almost a sign of a toxic friend yeah because if you feel like you're constantly filling the other person up and they're never checking on you or seeing how you're doing or making plans with you what's the point like I mean some people are obviously still really good friends but like if you feel like you're the only one that's making the effort putting in the effort or if you're the only one that's first contacting that person that's what I found like it's amazing how when I stopped texting a lot of people how many people just fell out of my life because they never reach out to me right and it just gets tiring like I want people in my life that want to be in my life Mm -hmm. and if if I feel like I'm not being valued in a situation, then I'm not going to keep that situation around. Right. And if people are going to, like, make you feel, like, crap about yourself, because I've had that happen to me a lot where people just make me feel bad about myself, I started to realize, I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Yeah. Like, I sit here and I'm sad all the time, and when I'm around this person, I'm not enjoying myself. I can't even be myself because I know they're not going to be okay with it. So after I started realizing that, I'm like, what do I get out of this? Like, what am I benefiting? Friendship should be a two-way street. Like, not just them benefiting stuff from it. Yeah, that's so true, too. And I feel like both of us, too, have been in those situations where it's like, we're the only one trying to make the Mm -hmm. other people feel better. And sometimes it's sticky because when you become that person and everybody gets used to you being in that role, they don't accept when you change. Yeah. And, like, if you stop letting them walk over you or you stop just allowing them to do the things that they normally would they get angry oh yeah and they don't want to see the friendship change because they're so used to you just being like that and they want you to stay like that yeah my therapist said that too because I asked her about that and she um said when you're always used to saying yes to people and people are always used to you saying yes and you finally say no, it's like, whoa, what's wrong with her? Is she mm-hmm. mad at me? Like, why is she being upset? And then they almost come back with an attitude because that's, they're not used to you acting like that. But you have to come a point in time, like, where you do something good for yourself. And if they're truly somebody that loves you and somebody that cares about you, they'll be like, I understand. You're yeah. doing this for you. This is something that makes you better and is going to improve you. So do it for you. 
It's funny because my ther- my therapist, um, she told. <laughs> well, my therapist said this. I'm just kidding. No, it's similar, but she basically just said because I brought up to her one time. I'm like, I don't know why it feels like none of my friends actually want me in my life in their lives. Like they never initiate conversations with me or check up on me or this and that. Not that like not in a selfish way. Just like why don't my friends care about me the same way I care about them? And she basically said. Once you, the same thing I said before, once you're the initiator of plans, of texts, they just assume that you're the one that's always going to talk to them first. So they kind of just take the backseat and they're like, okay, she'll just hit me up when she wants to talk. Right. But it's just like, that's kind of messed up in my opinion. Like, don't you realize that you never initiate the conversation or never initiate the plans? Exactly. I don't know. To me, it should be, like you said, Mm 50-50. Like we're each contributing yeah and honestly I I always think about how would that I feel if I was in that person's shoes and if I like never got hit up like I'd be hurt and that's how it always happens with us too like people not saying always but in the past people wouldn't hit us up and we'd be like uh okay like what the heck yeah and then now I have a friendship like mine and Joss's and it's so two-way we'll do stuff for each other and it's almost like so when's the other ball gonna drop like what is gonna happen with with our not friendship but like when is it gonna go wrong because Mm -hmm. we're so used to people not always treating us the best so we're like okay what's going on with this and I even said to Joss yesterday I was like I'm scared she's gonna eventually be like Kayla you're kind of annoying like (laughs) get away from me and I I seriously I seriously don't think that would ever happen but in my moments when I'm alone and in my room I'm like I'm scared because I don't want to lose you as a friend it's just like your past experiences like coming back exactly and I feel like this friendship too though it sets standards for what other friendships should be like we shouldn't settle for our friends just like we shouldn't settle for a romantic partner Mm -hmm. you shouldn't settle for anybody like in your life if you feel like people are holding you back or they're not supporting you or they're just not really excited about you like what are what value are they adding to your life that's really important to ask ask yourself because I forget where I heard this I heard it multiple times though it's like you become like the five closest people to you and it's like if you're surrounding yourself or spending time with people who are either not going in the same direction as you or not supportive at all like are you going to become like that you know what I mean you have to really analyze who's closest to you and who you're spending your most time with right so what are your experiences with your friends and your spirituality have you had any like weird experiences or like have you felt judged by them when you started coming more into your faith or was it just kind of normal um I've had people make comments like about me to people like around me being like Kayla loves God now like she's a preacher now and that's not true at all Mm -hmm. and honestly I really don't take that in a negative way because I'm like you notice that I love God like I'm glad you can notice that about me not Mm -hmm. in a bad way and not trying to be like cocky or anything like it sh- makes me feel good because it's things that I fear about that I'm not doing enough for God. So it makes me feel good. Okay. And people like not mock me, but be like, oh, God, God, God. Like, that's all you talk about. And I'm like, yeah. Like, would you guys rather have me talk about drugs? Like, yeah. and alcohol? That's not going to bring me any fun. <laughs> <Drugs>? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to bring me any good. So I really think about like what I don't let it get to me, I guess. Because okay. I know God 
is putting those people in my life for, like, a reason again. Mm. So I kind of, like, am almost like, God, are you trying to bring them closer to me? Or are you kind of trying to show me that they're not good for me? Mm. Like, what is this coming? What am I going to eventually get out of it, as weird as that's Okay. No, that's a good mindset. Yeah. Because I get very offended. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like, not really from people I don't know, but it's more, like, people who I am close with that I feel judgment from. And that's what's been hard. Because I just feel like there is a lot of misconceptions about Christianity. And a lot of people think it's something that it's not. Oh, yeah. And that is something that I've constantly struggled with. Because being a non-Christian for so many years. Or not even a non-Christian. Just like a non-believer for so many years. And then now just adjusting my life to that lifestyle. I feel like it comes with judgment. And it comes with people questioning you a lot. Right. And I think... That just sometimes makes me uncomfortable. But I also, I try to look at how they're feeling and understand why they're feeling the way they are. But in my opinion, it's like if it's something that's better in my life, like, I don't see why it should affect my friendships. Right. You know? I do sometimes get upset because I, like, be so excited about God. And, like, sometimes I can, like, feel people looking at me like Mm -hmm. I'm not it. Like, they almost don't comprehend what I'm saying. So it's kind of like... I don't want to talk about something I love so much, kind of. I feel like this is kind of what I got out of what you were saying. Um, But I get so excited, so I want to talk about it, and that's all I want to do. And then people, I can tell they're not as excited about it, so I, like, kind of back down. And then Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of feel like, ugh, I don't... I shouldn't feel sorry about talking about something I love so much. Yeah. Like, I let people talk about whatever they love whenever they want so why can't I talk about something I yeah. feel so deeply about yeah that and also I've gotten a lot from like my close friends too thinking that I'm gonna judge them for stuff that I used to do even right though, like it doesn't make sense to me I'm like I would never judge anybody if anything I judge people less now because I realize I have no place to judge right. anybody here because I don't I don't judge you mm-hmm. when you die like exactly that's not my job right so in my opinion I think there are misconceptions about Christians because there are some Christians who are judgmental and who think that they're better and this and that just because of what they believe in but I don't feel that way at all and I guess it almost hurts me that People they would question that. my character like that just because now I'm like following God To me, that's just weird. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But that's definitely one thing I've gotten. Like, oh, I I feel like I can't talk about this with you because of this or whatever. And then I've also just gotten a lot of people, like, just drifting. And, like, and it's, like, I know that it's not necessarily a bad thing because it's in the Bible. And, you know, obviously talking with my church family about it, it's not really a bad thing. But it still hurts because it's like we were best friends. And now I feel like... um, I don't even know you. Yeah, and it's not even like a thing. Like, I almost feel like people think that we don't notice, but we do. Yeah. And you could just feel the difference. Mm -hmm. And it's hurtful. Yeah. Because it's almost like you can't you can't really say anything because you don't want to be confrontational about it. But it's more just like you want to know exactly. why it's going the way it is. And I think now, or a lot of times too, when you're a Christian and you want to follow like God, you want to live a godly life and mm-hmm. live God's way, I um, really think you want to stay away from those things so that your friends stop inviting you to things. And you don't go to as many things because you don't want to do worldly things and eventually you um what is it called you end up feeling left out because you don't want to do those things because 
it's not God's way, but you want to do those things because that's what all your friends are doing. Because you want to be part of it. Yeah. And that's what I struggle with. I definitely feel like I felt that at, more at first, like more feeling the left out. But now I don't even have the desires to do that, so I don't. But at the same time, like I don't feel that that should affect my friendships because there's always other things we can do. Right. But if that's all that like they're really engaging in, I can't. I can't help that, but I also know that, like, if they really cared about me, they would ask me to do things outside of that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just this constant battle because you don't want your spirituality or, like, whatever to affect how people look at you. But at the same time, sometimes it's just, it naturally happens because you change. hmm You know? But, yeah, that's definitely something. Another misconception, I feel, is just that people think Christians are just weird. Yeah, Like, dude. they're just, like, I don't know like what pre- that is. Like, priests. Yeah, like, like think we could all... be normal people. Yeah, like, I feel I'm I'm a little bit more weird now. Like, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I'm a little bit more wild. Like, but, but before, I could only be wild if I was drunk. Yeah. Like, I would only let myself be crazy when I was drunk and now I'm just as crazy when I'm sober I'm probably more crazy when I'm sober than I ever am when I ever before when I was drunk and so I mean I really think that they have a misconception those two are like I feel like really big ones yeah and people being weird and just like they're not normally Christians like, yeah like oh, bro no. what like they think we sit in like <laughs> like bible thumpers like we're sitting yeah. upstairs all day like we live normal lives like we're the same as you except we love the lord yeah it's the only difference that's one thing i never got because i'm just like why do you think i'm like some weirdo <laughs> yeah. like i don't understand <laughs> you're like we're like or you'll start or talking like about you'll God. do something and then people are like like I don't know how to explain it like they'll do something and they'll be like oh can't do that around so and so I've definitely seen that before yeah exactly but yeah so those are some misconceptions that I feel have been really prevalent um other ones like that we're perfect just because we're Christian too like that's absolutely not true like I'm the same person and mm-hmm. I've dealt with the same sins and I've dealt with the same hardships that I did before I oh, chose yeah. to follow God you know like I'm not perfect yeah and nobody and ever will be perfect exa- and I feel even less I knew before I wasn't perfect but literally I felt I feel so much less perfect now than I do than I ever did before because when you're faced with looking at how perfect Jesus is and yeah. how perfect of a man he was and you look at yourself you're like whoa like yeah. I have lots of work to do like I'm I can never be perfect and yeah. nobody will ever be perfect and I think that's the beautiful thing about Christianity is God is like willing to help us become the best yeah. person we can yeah so and we do not think we're perfect we're like I think all Christians know we're like far from perfection like we hope to be better so that's yeah. why we follow the Lord yeah But, yeah, I think that that's a huge thing. And it is sad because there are some people who call themselves Christians or that, like, follow God that give us all a bad name because, like, they're judgmental and they're mean to people or Mm -hmm. they don't accept certain types of people. And that looks bad on all of us. And then it's like that one bad person makes a bad view for everybody. And then everybody has a tainted view of what they think a Christian is. Exactly. And And not even Christian, just like somebody who follows or believes in God. Right. And I've heard had people ask me before, too, and I know people have asked you this, like, but if they follow God and they go to church and they do all this stuff for God, like, why 
Another thing that we've gotten a lot, or especially that I've gotten a lot too, is if God is so good, then why does he let bad things happen? Or why does he let people have messed up lives? And I understand this point of view because I had a very hard childhood and I think that made my relationship with God complicated in a sense. But something that I've learned, especially with my walk, is that God doesn't make bad things happen, but sometimes he allows bad things to happen because we need change in our lives. Mm -hmm. But also, we have to remember there still is evil and there's still a devil and the world is not perfect. The world Mm -hmm. is imperfect, but God can't force us to pick the right path. He can't force anybody to do the right thing. He can only direct us. Yeah, so... I've just learned that sometimes there are obstacles in front of us to make us better people to then be able to help others. Where, like, if our lives were just perfect, and I always explain it like this, if our lives were perfect, we never experienced any adversity, how would we know what good was? Exactly. You know, we wouldn't appreciate when life was going good. We wouldn't appreciate, you know, the beautiful things in life if we didn't have any hardships. Everything Mm -hmm. would just be normal. And I think you're a prime example of this, too. Like, you went through a lot of crappy things with your relationship and, like, even growing up. And look how many females. I'm a prime example of how much you've helped me grow into a... Like, I'm a prime (laughs) example of how you really helped me become better and you really shaped me into the person I'm trying to be. Yeah. So, God not saying he let those things happen and he wanted you to go through something bad, but you are helping so many women now through what you went through. Yeah, and I wouldn't be able, I always think like I wouldn't be able to touch any lives if I didn't go through any adversity because I wouldn't understand what people are going through. But definitely in the moment I was like, God, why is this happening to me? Like, why am I going through this? Why do I feel like I want to kill myself or whatever? Like, why do, why am I going through such hard things? And now that I'm on the other end of it, like, he's showed me that it's because I want you to help more people. And that's first goes for so many people. Like, people in my life have asked me, you know, why, if there is God, then why would he let this happen? Or why does he, I've gotten this too, like, why does he heal some people and not others? And the way I answer that is, essentially we choose our healing like we choose whether we get healed or not we can accept God's healing and accept God's love or we can deny his healing and deny his love we have to put an effort just as much as God has to put an effort like if he doesn't see us pursuing him if he doesn't see us reading the bible or being in his word or going to church and truly seeking him he isn't going to have much confidence in us and confidence in the fact that like we even deserve it exactly you know and not because he hates us but because he dis he does discipline us yeah. like even though he is so good he disciplines us and i just to learn yeah and i've had pastor even pastors said like a good father will discipline his children like a good father will teach his children lessons mm-hmm. and that's exactly what god does to us like oh, he teaches us lessons right, exactly. to get us on the right path exactly so sometimes i think we have a warped view of god too just mm-hmm. because of everything that the media has said or all the bad things that are in the world we blame god for it rather than like realizing that there's still a devil you can't have good without bad like there are still going to be things that are against you in this life and against you in this world of course but 
It's more like, what is the purpose of that for you? Why did God let that happen to you? He did it with intention and with a purpose for you to turn around and make it for the better. Exactly. And help others in, exactly. with what you went through. Yeah, I um, 100% agree with that. And if you believe in God, you have to believe almost in the devil. Like, it's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Because the devil is almost working just as much as God is, if not a hundred times harder because he doesn't want you to succeed. Yeah. So those failures you're going through do not come from God. Like God wants only good things for us. Like he literally wants our greatest desires of our heart so much more than even we want them for ourselves. And so when you, when if it, they're in his will, if, because yeah, sometimes right. our desires are not in his will and our desires are not actually good for us. Yeah. And we really, it's in the you saying that reminds me like in the beginning we might have desires before I was following the Lord and had a relationship with God my desires are so much different than what they were before so oh, yeah your desires almost change when you become a follower like God shows you what you should have in your life and what you don't yeah and then it makes you really think about what you want in your life rather than before I was just like I want to go to school I want to work and I want to make money that's and be a mom like that's mm-hmm. my only goals like I knew God was there, but I didn't have a relationship with him. And now that I have a relationship with him, like his relationship is like my top desire over anything. And God shapes us into the people he wants us to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like sometimes what God plants in our hearts isn't even necessarily something we want, Mm -hmm. but it's something that we need to fulfill. Right. And eventually it'll give us purpose. And right. that's the whole point of life is to feel like you have purpose and to and to fulfill your purpose here. Yes. Because if you don't have purpose, life feels meaningless. Yeah. And I felt that like the times where I didn't know my purpose, I didn't have any direction, life felt meaningless, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and even right now I'm trying to figure out my life and figure out like my actual purpose in God and what God wants me to do but I think I'm starting to feel it figure it out slowly but surely so it does not happen overnight like don't think your purpose with God will just like be like one day sometimes it does come like that one day you're just gonna be like oh this is what God wants me to do sometimes it does come like that but other times it takes a long time oh yeah because and we've said this before too God doesn't give us small ideas he doesn't give us small dreams so a lot of times it's a you're gonna spend your lifetime chasing your purpose yeah and like fulfilling it yeah but that's like I've learned to get excited about it though because it's like now when I'm not sure about something it's like okay how am I gonna figure it out like what is God gonna do now like what things are gonna be put in my way for me to figure it out like it's exciting you have so much opportunity and so many avenues you can go right and you said this to me before and I'm gonna get to the point where you said it but God wants us to put in a hundred thousand like percent just like he's gonna give to us so if we're gonna put in that much effort he's gonna put that much effort into us Mm -hmm. so like if you really thought about yours and God's relationship or mine and God's relationship I'll put it in effort for me you said like if you really thought about it you wouldn't be such a good friend to God you know what I mean like you said that to me and that really stuck with me because if you think about how much we ask from God and like we say all this stuff God's giving us all this stuff like he's putting in all this effort like that you're sometimes can be just a terrible friend to him and that's so sad to think about and it really put it in perspective for me I'm like dude I need to be a better friend like this is not a good friend me mine and God's friendship is not that great it needs to go up because yeah 
Because I remember at the beginning of my journey when I felt really frustrated for not hearing what God was saying or like not hearing God's voice. And I just remember continuing to ask like, why? Why can't I hear him? And you have to be like, what God has to say is in his word. Mm -hmm. You have to be in his word. And you'll literally find your answers in the Bible. Like you'll just happen to read what you were just wondering about the other day or something you just prayed about. You'll end up reading about it. Sometimes we're not that lucky to hear God's voice audibly. Sometimes we are, but sometimes we're not. And most of the time we're not. And so we have to seek him to get the answers. It's not going to come that easy. And I've learned that the hard way too. Like you never, and the thing is, sometimes you never know for sure that you're on the right path until eventually, like, you're going that way, and then God either redirects you, or he continues you on that path, because you are. Exactly. But sometimes you just have to do it to figure it out. Right. You know, and you can't be afraid. Exactly, because um, we need to have faith instead of fear, <laughs> faith always comes over fear. Yeah, if that's you, very true. Yeah. But yeah, I think when people are struggling with I don't even know. It's so funny how we end up on certain topics because it's like, how the heck did we go from like toxic friendships to this? I don't know, but I guess it's all in good conversation. But um, sometimes we just have to take that leap and just be like, God, I don't know if this is what you want me to do or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then if not, like he'll turn you around. Yeah. Life doesn't have to be just like this perfectly planned out mm-hmm. thing. And I heard this too recently, like if we're kind constantly planning our lives and planning our next steps God has no room to interfere like he has no room to plan our lives for us if we already know in our head what we have planned for ourselves and what we're gonna do next exactly we have to leave room for God to write our story a little bit you know like um in a lot of people remind me about this but I'm 20 years old and Mm -hmm. I want to plan out my life like I want to know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life right now but A lot of times I have to remind myself, and my boss does this a lot of times too, she'll be like, Michaela, you're only 20 years old. Slow down. Like, what are you going to, why do you want to start working for the rest of your life now? Like, just slow down and actually find what you actually want to do. Yeah, a lot of times we stress ourselves out more by trying to plan than we would if we were to just go with the flow and, and go into whatever's put in our way. Like, I know, for example... When I was 18, like, I wanted to own my own company, this and that, like, right when I was 18. Like, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 21. And I think a lot of that has to do with, again, like, the internet and online because we see these YouTubers and they have, like, billion-dollar homes and, you know, really nice (laughs) and really nice cars and, like, their dream lives. They're able to travel all the time and not work a nine-to-five job and all of this. We see that. And it's almost like since we can't get it in the snap of our fingers, we get frustrated and overwhelmed and then we get depressed. Right. And it's just like, we don't have to be like that. And not everybody has to have that life. Like, as much as we all would love to be millionaires, not everybody has to have that life to be happy and fulfilled. Exactly. And um, Jim Carrey said it, and it was in Sadie's book. He was like, and we've said this in the podcast before, but he said, I wish everyone could get rich and famous so they could realize that it isn't everything you think about. And that really sticks with me because I don't know what type of, what I need to think in my head for this label about how much money I'm going to make to be happy. Yeah. Like there's so many other things that can make you happy and that can fulfill you rather than just being 
balling out, like having all this money. Like that's not going to just bring you the happiness in this world. Like there's so many other things. Yeah. And I think God's a prime example of how much fulfillment you can have in something that's so big that we put them in this little tiny box and like leave them there and be like, all right, genie, genie, like come out when I need you. Like that's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that and what I wanted people to get out of that. But really, like, we need... There's so many other things than money we can have in life that we want this big baller lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, I want to be successful and I want to be able to afford the things I want to do and I want to live a great life. But I am starting to realize it's not all about money and the amount of money I'm making. Because just look at how many famous people end up addicted to drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and, and end up dying. Out of money. And they die prematurely because they are sad, but they're billionaires. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, just because you have money, that will never equate to happiness. And you hear that all the time. Like, yes, money will make life easier. Money will make you have good experience that might make you happy, yes. But just because you have it does not guarantee that you're going to be happy. Because you could... You could have a falling apart marriage, but be rich. You exactly. could have, you know, you, you could, could be cheated on, like this and that. You could be lonely, have no family, and be rich. Right. You know, that doesn't, you know, whatever. We made our point with that, but <laughs> it shouldn't be. I Money feel like, sucks. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I feel like that's all of our goals is to be rich or to have a mansion, and I just wonder, like, why to right. post on Instagram? Exactly. You know, because like honestly, I wonder if Instagram was not a thing, how many of our goals would actually be to be rich, to travel mm-hmm. the world? Because I think a lot of times we literally want that stuff just to post a picture that we were there. Yeah. Not to just actually experience and it. And enjoy it. Right. That's so crazy to me. Like I just wonder what our goals would really look like if the internet and social media was not yeah. a thing. Yeah. Because back then, if you think about it, like the people before social media and te- like telephones and tvs and all that was even a thing like people's goals were literally to just live a happy life and be content and i feel like we should think more like i want to make money or i want to create generational wealth like i want to be able to take care of my family and my my kids kids and all of this like it should be more of a motivation rather than just to get a house or just to get a nice car like why do you want the money though exactly and I think figuring out your why is so much more important and also I forgot to mention this this popped in my head when you were telling your story but about um when we're following God's purpose he will take care of us Mm -hmm. and one of my clients actually said this to me yesterday she was like um you're taking care of God's people so he will reward you like he'll take care of you oh and I was like dude that's so true because it's in his will yeah like he and it's, dude, this is all coming together, but I read in the Bible today, um, it's in Matthew, I don't remember exactly what verse, but um, he, how, let me paraphrase this, don't take it verbatim, like this isn't God's exact words, <laughs> but basically like he takes care of the birds and like the animals, why wouldn't he take care of you? Like he, I, you're his highest, yeah. you're his highest creation. If he's going to take care of a bird, do you not think he values you more? Yeah. And it literally says you have little faith. And yeah. I was like, ooh, that kind of hit me yeah. because it's like, dude, he's always going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And another part was like, don't store up in this like earthly things, like materialistic things, money, all of this on on earth where it's all going to perish. 
like store up for yourselves in heaven where you have eternal life yes and um I was watching a sermon by Chris Hilkin. He's great. He's at this church called North, North Coast in California. And he was, it was a sermon about um, heaven. And he was just saying, like, if Christians really lived with their heads in the clouds, like, like heaven on earth, our thoughts for everything would be so different because your generosity would be so different. All this stuff would be so different because we wouldn't second guess anything. Here we're so like, ah, oh, stressed about money, like this and that. But we know, and like God's always got us. So why don't we step out on faith a little bit? I was and gonna step say, out a little bit. We would take leaps mm-hmm. rather than like steps. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like we would go to the. We would just follow our wildest dreams rather than like live in these little comfortable lives that we create for ourselves not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that but like how much more would we be doing if we literally just didn't care about what anybody else around us thought what our families thought what our friends thought because I think a big thing for me was my family did not ever believe in what I wanted to do. My family did not ever believe in my dreams. They didn't believe that I could do anything really outside of the norm and outside of what security would bring, like a consistent paycheck, you know, a job with benefits and a 401k and all this kind of stuff. But I knew that that was never my path. So if I would have never like veered off their path for me, I would never be doing anything that I'm doing now. And so I think that's important to remember too, like don't put don't let others put their limitations around what you know you can do right because that is like the saddest thing to me yeah because god god doesn't put limitations on us exactly and start figuring out actually what you and god want for yourselves rather than what your mom what nancy joe down the street yeah exactly exactly and your parents really do want the best for you but you really know what you can do and what the best is for you you're the only one that knows that so you have to remind yourself that like this is what I know I deserve this is what I know I can do and if you know that then go for it like dude I think that was a huge thing for me because I knew I wanted to you know post and like make this um podcast and youtube channel and all this stuff and what stopped me for so long was the judgment of other people or oh what if somebody you know sees it and then they think I'm weird like honestly who cares like I've gotten to the point where I'm just like who cares like if somebody listens to it and thinks it's weird whatever right like that's not that's not my problem you know and they probably wish they were doing something different than they are right now but this makes me happy and this brings me purpose and this is what I feel like my life is supposed to consist of and you tell me this a lot and somebody has told you this before but we can only control what we do and how we say it and how we take it for ourselves yeah we can't control how anyone else sees it how anyone else views us how anyone else thinks about us yeah so really we need to think about ourselves and feel and think about our own feelings because if we're constantly thinking about other people's feelings and how they judge us and all this stuff we're gonna live a such unhappy lifestyle oh, yeah, dude and I did I lived so unhappy for so long just because I was scared of what other people were thinking of me or what my parents were or my grandparents were thinking of me like that it doesn't what others opinions does not define you yeah exactly and that's something that I wish more people would realize because we would live such more fulfilling lives if we just followed that and cared about what us and God thought and nobody else right and we would actually be happy all the time we would actually do what we wanted to do yeah exactly and I think it's gotten even worse with the internet because everybody on the internet now 
we think their opinions matter right when they don't yeah like those are the least people who matter who cares if they think your job is cool or who cares if they think you have money or not or exactly what you wear is cool like that does not matter and I wish we just got that through our heads because you know some people I feel like even like my friends and stuff they'll be like aren't you scared or like why how do you do this with confidence it's like because I just learned to not care yeah like literally like we we live our lives in the lenses of others Mm -hmm. and that's not fun it really isn't it's so stupid it brings so much depression and sadness and anxiety and for no reason yeah and I really think about that when I'm on social media like I used to really care about how many likes I would get and now I like really think about it I'm like why do I care who likes my picture if you don't like it and you don't think it's cute, but I think it's freaking adorable, then I'm going to post it because I don't care what you think because I need to enjoy my life and be happy with the way I feel. Dude, I used to like check my likes. I used to Google freaking captions and I'm just like spending so much time on this, not even for myself, but for those who are going to see it. Exactly. And now I just honestly could care less. Sometimes I post pictures with no freaking caption because I don't care and I don't even go back and check how many likes I have. You know what I mean? Like... It should, it doesn't matter anymore, but it should have never mattered. Exactly. You know, like, we just think that these things matter when they really don't. Like, life is so short, and this is cliche, but life is literally so short. And and we waste so much time on these little minuscule things that will never matter. And you said this yesterday, but you were like, when you went out and traveled and, like, saw the world... Your little world right here in Wisconsin is nothing compared to the big world outside. Dude, like, really changed my life. Yeah. Like, seeing different countries and seeing what other people go through and experiencing different cultures and other people speaking different languages, it made my problems so small. And that's honestly what started to make my anxiety better because I'm like, wow, like, my life really doesn't matter. Not right. in a depressing way, but just like, wow, like... I'm just one person in this humongous world. Like, anything I do is so unimportant. Like, I never have to worry. There's a huge world around me, and there's so much culture and things to be explored. And even in other countries, they're dealing with so much worse stuff than I'm dealing with. And, like, I could never think that my problems are, like, so big after traveling and seeing other countries and other cultures. Like, I think it's so important for everybody to experience travel at least like once in their lives because it's so you get such a different perspective right it's crazy I um you that really stuck with me because I'm like really tomorrow and Victoria showed me this one thing (laughs) and it was this quote and (laughs) and it was like if it's not gonna matter in five years don't let it bother you for five minutes and that really sticks with me and I mean sometimes it doesn't always help with my anxiety my anxiety overrides that but I really think about it I'm like is this really gonna matter in five years dude most likely not yeah like what I was upset about yesterday I don't even remember like you know what I mean exactly I don't know or what you were insecure about five years ago you probably don't even remember exactly it's crazy like life is so important and so valuable that spending such spending so much time on like these little freaking things or like these little things that give us so much anxiety is such a waste of freaking time because you never you literally never know when you could die you could literally die in a half hour you could die tomorrow and sometimes that's scary to think about but really like 
it inspires me to do what I want. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. And really, in the end of the day, is your life affecting you or, like, the people around you? It's affecting you more than anything yeah. else. Like, Dude, that's what I've learned, too. Like, you stopping from doing what you want to do because of others is the worst thing you could ever do because it's not hurting those other people. It's hurting you and yeah. your life only. Exactly. And California, for me, is, like, a prime example. If I would have listened to what people said, some people said to me about going to California, I would have not have gone and never be as close to God as I yeah. am now. Probably so, never would have gotten baptized Exactly. Exactly. So, like, literally, God will, like, push us in uncomfortable situations just to make us the best person that we can be. Yeah, and he'll push us in situations where a lot of other people have opinions just to test our faith and, like, if we're really going to follow him or not. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, this was such a good conversation. I don't know how the heck it turned into what it turned into. (laughs) God is good. (laughs) Right. It was so good. But as always, guys, um, we are coming out with a video this weekend. So follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay tuned for that and to see it right when we post about it just if you could like if you could share anything that you guys could do we greatly appreciate it if you could even share it on your instagram stories we would love it (laughs) just to get the word out to more women and spread our podcast because we're obviously trying to grow and help as many people as we can through our words and we really aren't doing this for us as much as we love doing it we're trying to help women see that they're not alone yeah it's like our mission so, yeah. to share our stories we to inspire really save other women. The girls. Okay. <laughs> we want to save the girls.